Well, the scripture is 1 John chapter 1. We reviewed the first part of this passage, but just to refresh our minds and hearts, we declare to you what was from the beginning, what we have heard, what we have seen with our eyes, what we have looked at and touched with our hands concerning the word of life. This life was revealed and we have seen it and testified to it and declared to you the eternal life that was with the Father and was revealed to us. We declare to you what we have seen and heard so that you also may have fellowship with us and truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son Jesus Christ. We are writing these things so that our joy may be complete. A mom texts, Hi, son. What do I-D-K-L-Y and T-T-Y-L mean? He texts back, I don't know. Love you and talk to you later. The mom replies, It's okay. Don't worry about it. I'll ask your sister. Love you too. <laughs> well, definitely, my friends, generational gaps do exist, and some things are more clearly understood than others. We never have to struggle, though, about what it means to be a true Christian. A true Christian knows that Jesus is real, has fellowship with God and his family, and rejoices in the Lord. Last week, we reflected on the importance of believing that Jesus is real. And today we'll talk about our need for fellowship and rejoicing. In verse three, John writes, what we have seen and heard, we also declare to you, so that you may also have fellowship with us. And indeed our fellowship is with the Father and with his son, Jesus Christ. The word for fellowship, my friends, is koinonia. Koinonia means sharing intimate affection. It's a relationship that goes deeper than friendship. Every time I gather together with believers, I think about what a wonderful fellowship we have in Christ. And this kind of fellowship doesn't exist in a fraternity, a sorority, a country club, or a civic club. You don't find this kind of fellowship anywhere else on the face of the earth except the fellowship among Christian believers. And this fellowship can be understood in two directions. First of all, we have fellowship with the family. Someone said fellowship is just two fellows in the same ship. And together, we're all in the Lordship of Christ. We have entered into him and we are in it together now. And because we all share this lordship together, we share fellowship as brothers and sisters in Christ. Years ago, Bill Gaither wrote a great song entitled The Family of God. We've sung this song here a few times. And we all know the chorus, but let's, let me share the first stanza with you. It says, you will notice we say brother and sister round here. It's because we're a family. And these folks 
are so near. When one has a heartache, we all share the tears and rejoice in each victory. In this family so dear, I'm so glad I'm a part of the family of God. I've been washed in the fountain, cleansed by his blood, joined heirs with Jesus as we travel this sod. For I'm part of the family, the family of God. Well, we have fellowship also, my friends, with the Father and Son. What does our fellowship with the Father represent? Well, there's a, there's a horizontal koinonia we have among ourselves, isn't there? We enjoy um, getting uh, together with our Christian friends and enjoying fellowship. But there's also a vertical relationship that we have with our Creator. God created you to have a loving relationship with Him. In James chapter 2, verse 23, the Bible says that Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness and he was called a friend of God. Well, one of the most exciting truths you'll ever discover, my friend, is that God exists and that he exists because he wants you to be uh, your friend. He wants to be your friend. And we will expand more on that idea in the following message. And uh, also, the fact is that uh, a real Christian actively rejoices in Jesus. The first key of the book is in the fourth verse where we read, we are writing this thing so that our joy may be complete. That is one of the four keys or themes of First John. And the Christian life is characterized by joy. If you research the number of times where the Bible speaks of joy and rejoicing, you'll discover that there are 794 verses that speak of joy, rejoicing, or being of good cheer. And when Paul was chained in prison, wondering every day if this would be his last day, he wrote these words, in 1st Philippians chapter 4 verse 4 rejoice in the Lord always I will say it again rejoice when we're sick we don't rejoice in our sickness but we can still rejoice in the Lord when we're discouraged it would be odd to rejoice in our discouragement but we can still rejoice in the Lord whatever tough situation you are in, you can still rejoice in the Lord. And I'd like for, to remind us, my friends, of three reasons that we can rejoice in the Lord. The first one is to rejoice in our salvation. You see, joy is the birthright of a Christian. Salvation isn't a religion to be endured. It is a relationship to be enjoyed. Way back before email, and social media, there was something called pen pals. How many of you remember that? It's uh, where two strangers would write snail mail letters to each other. And during World War II, many soldiers would write pen pals back in the States, and many marriages resulted from their correspondence. There were no phone calls or personal visits. They might exchange photos, but their only contact was by mail. But many of these couples fell in love without every 
uh, or ever seeing each other. And you can imagine the joy when they would finally meet face to face. Well, there's a, uh, a little, um, uh, there's little like that, in the, almost like a Christian life, isn't it? The Bible says in 1 Peter 1 verse 8, it says, though you have not seen him, you love him. Though not seeing him now, you believe in him and you rejoice with inexpressible and glorious joy because you are receiving the goal of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Well, one of my favorite songs is uh, uh, that I like to sing at home. Girls or get tired of hearing me sing this and when I'm driving, I've got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart, down in my heart, down in my heart. I've got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart, down in my heart to stay. And so I'm driving and when Sylvia was a little younger, now she's going to get a little embarrassed that I mentioned her. Uh, I would say, and if the devil doesn't like it, he can sit on the tack. Ouch! And I would just jump up like this. And she started giggling and laughing so hard. And then she turns to me and says, Dad, what if the devil is a lady, not a man? And then I would sing, and if the devil doesn't like it, she can sit on the tack. Ouch! <laughs> and she would start laughing. Almost as loud as Lanetta would laugh when Lanetta was three or four years old and she was in the back seat with a little seatbelt on. I said, Lanetta, do you have your seatbelt? She said, yeah, Dad. Yeah, I do, Dad. And let me see if I have my seatbelt on. And I would pull it up like this and I just let the strap go and it would hit me. And it made a sound like it hit me and I said, ouch! And she starts laughing. She starts laughing and laughing. She, she took great pain at seeing her dad suffer. Well, that doesn't change much, my friends. <laughs> but the fact is that the, me the best medicine, my friends, that you can take is the Word of God. You see, the Bible says laughter is the best medicine. If you're feeling a little low, why don't you try a dosage of Psalm 103? Side effects that may occur include a cheerful attitude, <laughs> a positive outlook, an irresistible urge to smile, a brighter countenance, a sense of inner peace, a grateful heart, and reduced stress and worry. If these symptoms persist, talk to Dr. Jesus and he'll double your dosage. All right? So joy in God's word and then joy in leading others uh, to Christ. Jesus said that there is joy in the presence of angels over the sinner who repents. And what creates joy in heaven should create joy in our hearts as well. You see, evangelism, meaning sharing Jesus with other people, is just planting seeds of the gospel. And the more seeds that we plant, the greater the harvest will be. Are you planting seeds of the gospel? Well, the Bible says in first in Psalms chapter 126, 26, verse 5 and 6, those who sow with tears will reap with songs of joy. Those who go out weeping, carrying seed to sow, will return with songs of joy, carrying sheaves with them. When I was studying the word sheaves this week and came across a story of a fellow minister 
And um, he said, when I was a boy growing up in LA, we had a solar powered clothes dryer. It was called a clothesline. <laughs> and, and the sun dried the wet clothes. And he said, my mom worked as a nurse. So all three of us kids had chores. I can remember carrying a basket full of heavy, wet laundry to the clothesline. Then we'd take the clothespins, uh, clothespins uh, and hang them up. It was a lot more fun to bring them back in than to take them out. They were dry and light. And there's a fresh smell to sheets that have been hanging out in the sun to dry. We even had a song at church, he said, about those sheets. So I brought in the laundry. I would sing, bringing in the sheets, bringing in the sheets. <laughs> we shall come rejoicing, bringing in the sheets. Well, of course, that song wasn't about sheets. <laughs> but that's what it sounded like to me, he said. And the song was actually about bringing in the sheaves. But I didn't know at the time that sheaves were bundles of wheat. <laughs> well, when we go out, my friends, with a burdened heart, weeping for the lost and planting lots of seeds, there will be a, a harvest and we will rejoice when we see how many people have come to Christ due to the seeds that we sowed. I heard a story of a man named Charlie Green uh, who recently died of COVID. Charlie was a prayer warrior and he had a burden to see the lost people saved. He belonged to the Gideons uh, who have given away millions of Bibles, but Charlie had a unique way of planting seeds. You see, whenever he got a letter that had a postage paid return envelope, and I probably get about three or four of those a day. Even, and so, so do you, I'm sure. Even if he wasn't buying the product, he would put a gospel tract in there and mail it back. And whenever he paid all his bills, he would put a gospel tract in with his check. And his wife, Brenda, said he had been doing that for decades. He planted tens of thousands of seeds. And I can imagine, my friends, the scene in heaven uh, recently. Some stranger walked up to Charlie and asked, are you Charles Green from Denver, Colorado? And Charlie said, yes. That person said, Mr. Green, I'm here because of you. I had a boring job receiving payments at the electric company. You always put a little booklet in there about Jesus. I kept those. And one night I was desperate to find a reason to live. And I remembered your little booklets. I took them out and read them. One of them was about the steps to peace with God. I read the booklet and I prayed that prayer. And that's why I'm here today. Thank you for the seed of the word that you planted in my heart. And I can almost hear Charlie shouting for joy in heaven because Jesus said there will be joy in the presence of angels over one sinner who repented. My friends, a real Christian knows Jesus is real and a real Christian fellowships with God and with the family and a real Christian rejoices in the Lord. 
There is never a lack for a reason or an opportunity to rejoice in the Lord, irrespective of circumstances. Because happiness is what happiness, happy things that happen to us, right? But rejoicing comes from the inside. And, and it dictates, our belief dictates how we'll respond to life in crisis and when everything is going well. We can rejoice in the Lord because God is already here with us. If you have a burden or a concern, God is already there. <laughs> if you think something's going to happen in the future, God is already there. And we can rejoice in that through God, the Lord Jesus Christ. Do you?